1: i'm functioning on three hours of sleep i think i don't know it's been a crazy few days for me i just want to get it out there it's the caller's birth of my first uh, born uh, was actually wednesday you know he's my son because he planned it perfectly between the two sons games <laughs> and uh so finally get home. First thing I do is I get to watch this game and it's, you know, nice, nice way for it to start.
2: <laughs> well, congratulations, brother. You sound like uh, you sound like you've been you've been going through it in, the, in a great way. So congrats, man. And uh, and you know what he did? He What he did is he saved you. He said, you know what? I'm going to come into this world and I'm going to give you another gift. It's going to be the Warriors beating the shit out of the suns to snap their uh, 18 game win streak or whatever the hell that they had going into this game. So just total domination in the second half. I mean, uh, not maybe not the best performance of this se- or Was it the best performance of the season? I don't know. Either way, this was fantastic.
1: Yeah, man, uh, th- it was a, it was an all around fun game. I kind of suspected the Warriors would bounce back pretty strong after yeah. uh Tuesday's just ugly second half, no other way to put it really. And um, just so many, so many good things. You know, you know what my favorite part of it was though? Mm. Mm. The Suns, it, it was just I mean, it felt like the 2017 or 18 Rockets with like the foul baiting oh, on the God. Sun side. What was the final foul differential? They got I think twenty more free throws, something in that range. And doesn't matter, still lost by twenty.
2: <laughs> it was yeah let's start there um this is a big part of the story today uh, uh but it's what well, i think we i thought we had gotten this out of the game this year uh this season i thought part of what this season was about was kind of not allowing the type of fraudulent basketball that we've watched for the last few seasons and and tonight it was uh, i just it's a lot of it's chris paul you know what i mean like when it's when chris paul is the tip of the spear when he's the head of the snake. You know, the team is going to be who he is, right? Like you watch Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder doesn't do any of this stuff if, if Chris Paul's in the leader. And then you're watching this. I think Suns fans kind of get confused sometimes because they don't, they don't get why people don't watch them or talk about them. It's because they're not fun to watch. They're a great team, Sam, right? They're a great team. Really, really good. But damn, they're hard to watch.
1: And we saw yeah, to get, get healthy soon, Devin Booker. I, <laughs> I didn't realize how much more you and Jay, he made the Suns until I watched them without him. Um, you know, they're shorthanded, but Warriors could say the same thing. You know, uh, a certain Clay Thompson hasn't played oh. at all this season. So I think, I think anyone who's, who watched both these games would say they're the two best teams in the West right now. And if, yep. if things keep going this way, we're looking at a rematch come playoff time between these two teams, uh, and that'll be really fun. Hey, we might even get to see them both full strength on Christmas in three uh, weeks. Uh, I think Booker will be back. Pretty good chance Clay will be in lineup, although you know we, we kind of assume he won't be playing full minutes. But but either way, man, this is looking this is looking like we're looking we're we're going to a spring showdown between those two teams, and, and yeah, I'm into it.
2: Yeah, this is a Western Conference fight. It just, just unless the Lakers make a big trade or, or Jamal Murray, Michael Porter come back or Kawhi Leonard comes back healthy. This is the matchup. Um, and, and honestly, even if those guys were healthy, these two teams are so good that they, it could very well still be the matchup. And, uh, and I just like you said, I'm so pumped up. I want to see. I don't know if the Warriors play the Suns against after Christmas. Um, I gotta take a look at the schedule, but I hope they do because if you can get Clay, you know, semi in shape. I mean, his agent t- said today that he could play 25 minutes if he wants, but like if he can get in shape by if they have a matchup later in the season, I need to see it, man. It's the Suns' defense is incredible, but the next big thing I want to talk about, Sam, is uh, is Draymond. You had a great tweet that I just just passed out of the timeline, uh, and you said it's just unfair to have Draymond play the same team twice in a row. Um, because of the adjustments that he could make. And today was, dude, that
1: was incredible what he did. That was performance art. Yeah, I feel like everyone walked away from Tuesday night's game going like, Man, Steph, four for twenty-one. Well, that's not happening again. He's gonna have the bounce back game. And he did. I thought I thought uh eight of twenty for twenty-three doesn't really do justice for it. Like Steph had a great first half and kind of just played a team game in the second half. It wasn't you know, it was for Steph that was like a a B minus a B performance, but like in general, yep. he did what he needed to to win, but you could just said the same thing for Draymond. I thought Ayton had a good amount of success against the Warriors in the first game. Draymond called it out in the post-game press conference said like, Hey, yeah, he, he kind of got what he wanted. We got to make some adjustments. We got to do our work early. And, and that's what they did. Um, I thought Looney actually played pretty good defense on him early. I thought Draymond played phenomenal defense on him. They, they denied him the ball. They had him catching the ball in uncomfortable positions. He got 23 points, but honestly, most of it was working one on one against Draymond. Seven for 16 for 23 points. I think Warriors take that every day of the wow. week. If if the Suns if the Suns plan of attack versus the Warriors is to have eight and go one on one from the mid post. It's a win for the Warriors.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, we called this after the post in, in our in our last podcast, our last green room. Yeah, he ha- he made an impact, but it, it's not something that bothers you, I and mean, it's especially not something that bothers you in a postseason series. Now, I do think part of it is hey, D book's out, right? So they don't, just don't have anywhere else to go. Um, they have no choice. They 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 need to uh they need to play through uh, Aiden because there's just what well, what is it going to be? Cam Johnson? It's going to be more Jay Crowder, Chris Paul. Look, he has some flashes of effectiveness, but Sam, like, you look at him out there and Chris Paul looks old. Like, he's just, he's, uh, like, that's what happens when you're 37 years old or whatever he is, right? Like, he just can't do it all game. So, um, that, that's part of it. Uh, what I love to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He wants to be. He wants to be a passer and almost a role player on offense. He doesn't want to have to be the guy that no. gets 25 no. points at this.
2: Stage. He should, I mean, shit. If Steph's that old, it's gonna be hard for him to do the same thing too. So. So yeah, like you said, hopefully Deepo comes back healthy. But Draymond, just special stuff. How many times tonight did we see him? Uh, after a screen, go up against the guy, uh, fake, fake, uh, fake contest, and then drive back to Aiton. Uh, to get a steal or to break up a play because he knows that it's an alley oop every time. He knows that lob is coming. We saw him do it three, four times tonight. ayton's not also not moving him in the post, right? Whenever they try to go one on one. I have never seen anyone outside of maybe Zebo, right, move Draymond in the post. Maybe LeBron a few times, right, during those finals matchups. Like outside of that, nobody moves him in the post. So anytime you see someone try to post Draymond up, it's beautiful. We we love that. So um just I don't know. And, and he made a three. He made a mid-range shot. I mean, just a special game all around from Draymond tonight. He after what he played like in the first game, uh this this is a good, this is why he's the best.
1: Absolutely. Um also want to shout out uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and GP2. Ooh. Seventeen points for JTA, for uh nineteen for Gary Payton in the second. I don't really think that does justice for the way they played. Um Juan had his worst game this season Tuesday uh looked indecisive was just as bad as Draymond and Steph with the turnovers and I thought he bounced back uh set the tone with that dunk early in the game if anything yep. I yep. thought that like when he uh when he threw that one down on it was on JaVale yep. that's where I was like yeah they're not losing tonight because <laughs> you, you felt it the crowd you saw everyone going it was just kind of like yeah they're 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 trying to send a message uh after Tuesday night's game um only one turnover for him, so it's just kind of he played way more decisive. I thought, uh, I thought the first game it was like he was uh, he was being timid, and this game it was like, nah, dude, I'm just gonna play my game, gonna be aggressive, yes. on twenty, you know, 110 miles per hour all the time, and then uh, you know we'll see what happens. Usually when he plays that hard, good things happen. Yeah, right. Like and we
2: talked about that too. Like Juan's not Andre Iguodala. Like that's not who we should try to be. Like in terms of. In terms of the mindset, the mentality, that's not who he is. He's Draymond. Like he needs to be playing at 150%. He's not the guy that's calming stuff down. He's not the caretaker. He's he's not the dad. Not that like that, not that Andre type of style. It's I'm gonna go dunk on someone. If I get an open three, I'm freaking shooting it. Or on defense, I'm hacking someone if someone's getting to the rim, somebody's getting fouled hard, or I'm picking up full court, right? Like similar to GP2. GP2 is a little more quiet, but like JTA, if he's not playing that style, he shouldn't be out there playing in tonight. Like part of it now, part of it is it's it's he's playing at home, right? And role players are always going to be a lot better at home. Um and, and and he made a three tonight. And then if you want to talk about GP2, who I think when you put those two guys out on the court and they're making an impact, usually the game's over. Because they're just making an impact that just – it turns an eight-point lead to a 20-point lead. It seems like they've done it three four times this season, right? Like when those two guys on the court, they, they make defensive plays that are they, – like they make pick-six defensive plays, right? Yeah. And, and you watch like Andre. He's kind of a pick-six type, but he's more of like, hey, I'm always going to make the right play. Like Looney, like they're not, they're not like super volatile variance defensive players like that. They're more like, I'm always going to be in the right place. I'm always going to make the right play. But with GP two and JTA, they can turn a steal into a dunk like in a
1: second. Yeah, and GP two looks like a premier <laughs> like shutdown NFL cornerback where it's just like, <laughs> don't even bring it around me, and then he just picks it to the house. Like he's he's funny because like before the season, everyone's like, well, he can't shoot, he can't do this, and he had shots tonight. But like people are gonna give him open shots until he hits them consistently. Uh, but man, he just changes the energy of the game every time. Like every time it, you have to play him The the numbers don't even matter. It's just like when he's in there, the energy changes and it's a big dunk. It's a steal. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's, it's all, it's all those things. He's just, I don't know how Steve Kirk can keep him out of the rotation. He <laughs> has it, to be honest. He's like, yeah. he, the season started with Damian Lee being ahead of him, which made total sense. Damian Lee, good player, knows how to play in the system, uh, shooter, but GP in some ways is catapulting him where you're just like yeah you know, I don't care if it's too many defensive players like that guy just makes an impact and I'm out there.
2: Yeah, he's I mean GP to play well in the first game too right like that Chris Chiosa tonight bless his soul. Uh, He's played well and he didn't play badly on Tuesday, but he was out there in street clothes tonight. And I just it's funny. (laughs) It's just funny because, you know, Clay, uh, Steve knew that he shouldn't play Tuesday, but just classic Steve. You know what I mean? Just give him some run out there. And tonight it's uh, it's back to GP2 and he shouldn't be sitting down. And then when he hits that three, I mean, he got into rhythm tonight. He's missed his last eight or nine, I believe. Uh, but yeah. his three doesn't look bad. JTA's three does kind of look a little like, eh, a little doesn't funky. look great, a little weird, but GP2's shot looks nice. Um, so, you know, here's hoping that he can kind of keep that up. Uh, another guy we want to chat about really quickly is Andrew Wiggins. Um, he had 19, a little bit of a quiet 19, but uh, he looked healthy. Uh, he looked healthy yeah. and he was, he was aggressive. Not many bad shots tonight and good defensively. He started off on CP3. So all things good for Wiggins, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we can. I think we can safely chop up uh, Tuesday's game to back yep. spasms because he looked. He looked like the Wiggins we've seen the last three weeks—just energetic and um, not limited physically. Got to spots, hit open shots. You know the thing I've been noticed about Wiggins is like if his feet are set, I almost feel like it's automatic. Wow. It's just, you know what I mean? Wow. Like he's, I, you know, I, he had a pretty one off the bounce in the mid range today, but like right. in general. You know, we want to limit those with him, uh, but like catching it in the corner, feet set, it's in. I feel good about that shot every time, you know? Yeah. And um, that's, uh, you know, credit to Wiggs because he's fill, he's fitting in perfectly exactly to what this team wants him to do. He's not trying to create too much. He's just trying to get to spots, finish plays, and play defense just huge turnaround from <laughs> what people thought of him when he came from Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I mean all things all things considered uh this game tonight was uh was kind of a mirror image of all the games that the Warriors have been winning this season. Um the Suns tougher team um but you know uh team that was uh, the end of a back-to-back. Let's 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 kind of let's kind of be clear. End of a back second end of a back-to-back. Mikel Bridges dislocated his finger. Um came back and they came, came back in Came back in, D-Book was out, and, and so they were kind of running on fumes a little bit. But I think there's a Warriors team, it kind of didn't matter if they were fully healthy or not tonight. It's just one of those defensive efforts that the only reason why the Suns didn't lose by 40 is because they just got 20 more free throws, right? Like the Warriors outplayed them for minute one uh, all night. So it was one of those games where, yeah, that's – that's
1: I, I just – I need this series in the Western Conference Finals. Sam. I need it. I, I need it. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with the callers now. But that's, <laughs> my, that's my main takeaway now. Great, <laughs> great bounce-back game for the Warriors against the Suns. Can't wait to see these guys in the spring.
2: All right, brother. I'll see you soon. Take care. Get some sleep or not. <laughs> Congratulations, man.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: All right, let's get to some... Uh, I, I think I could go down the line here. Let's get to everyone. Hey, All right, hey, what's up, brother?
4: Nothing much. Uh, CP3 and the Suns play the most Republican basketball, so it's very <laughs> fitting that they play in Arizona, uh, first <laughs> up. Uh, secondly, Monty Williams has essentially shown us his playoff defense over these last two games. I don't think they can play much better defense, so us beating this defense... Without our counters is very encouraging. And then also, uh, Jay Crowder is legitimately a scrub. Could we talk about that uh, Bush League push in Clay Tom- in, um Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking about Clay Thompson because... JTA. Yeah,
2: yeah. But
4: JTA. That it that, Those are fighting words, what he did. That was ridiculous. And then he has the nerve to go complain afterwards. Yeah, so... Overall, just we got a B minus Steph game and we blew him out by 30. If we got a C minus in Phoenix, we'd probably beat them by 10. So just very encouraging.
5: Yeah, no, I hear you.
2: Thanks, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for calling in, Ryan. Right. A couple couple of things. I, the Jay Crowder stuff was ridiculous. I mean, he's he shoved JTA from behind uh, when he had no chance to make any type of play. Javale kind of did the same thing in the in the beginning of the game too. Um and then he had the nerve to kind of say ball don't lie when J T misses a free throw just ridiculous behavior um just something you don't need as part of the game at all he should have gotten should have gotten another flagrant. I don't know what it was you, you don't need that in the game now in, in terms of Phoenix's defense they are good you know why they're good too they're they're good because they understand they're like any playoff defense that scouted the Warriors a million times they know exactly what the Warriors want to run and they're not going to allow the off ball stuff to happen. Um, and what I want to see more is counters in terms of if they're not going to let Clay get uh, Ste- wow Clay wow he is really close to coming back if they're not going to let Steve uh, Steph uh, get the off ball action plant some guy at the middle and have Steph cut out the other one um, for 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 uh, for a uh, f- uh, flare screen uh, screen so we'll see um, doesn't seem like Steve is 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 too worried about it he's not doing any playoff stuff yet so all right next man up or woman. Hey John.
6: Hey yo, uh, I told all you we were gonna smoke these fools. I mean, like they let us hang in that game when Seth had a, like an F minus game, and 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 we and we hung right in there with them. These this team isn't that great. And now they might be some of the <laughs> best competition in the West, but they're flawed, just like the Warriors are flawed, which is why we don't have to worry that much about them. It's gonna it will be a good series whether it's in the West Finals if it's in the Semis. It's gonna be a good one. The rest will kind of make it seem like it's even. But I, I'm not worried about these guys. And this is this is what we saw, right? We saw them trying to grift their way into getting back in this game. And it ain't happening. And we ain't going to let it happen. And when we're at home, our role guys are going to play better. Can our role guys play better on the road? I don't know. Hopefully they do. And if not, if we get a good game from Steph, it won't even freaking matter. And we'll smack them right out of the playoffs. And we'll have a chance. To march our way through and hopefully get to the finals. And that's what I'm hoping for. I think everyone should be stoked about this game. It was great to see GP2 just dunking over fools, JTA posterizing someone. It was just awesome. The Crowder wants to cry over stuff, so what? If it pisses the Warriors <laughs> off, even better. Because the pissed off Steph is a great step.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I appreciate you, Mick Now Now, one thing I do want to point out is is uh, Andre Iguodala is not playing either, right? So part of it, I think D Book. D-Book didn't play out there today. What his offense does, it allows the Suns to just layer on after that. I mean, part of what the first option for the Suns was tonight was either a pick and roll with with Paul and Aiden or an aiden post-up. Those aren't first those aren't first option offenses for, for a good team, especially one that wants to make the finals. Uh so D Book's gonna help. And the Warriors are gonna have Wiggins to put on him, but I think Andre Gadala is someone that's gonna need to uh uh he's gonna ha- he's gonna be a huge factor uh, in the playoff series. What's up, Eric? Hey, sorry, I don't know when it kicked over and cut me out. It's
7: your uh, your boy <laughs> GSW Reddit. Oh, oh, you are. We were, down, oh, in, we were are. down in Santa Cruz today.
2: Yeah, appreciate you jumping on. Um, well, Kuminga just saw a 27 today. Uh, what so yeah, what 20, happened out there? Yeah,
7: 27 for him, 21 for Moody. Uh, Kuminga looks good, man. I think he plays his best basketball when he's coming downhill. Um. I mean, he's so strong. Like, I mean, they're they're really hurting uh, size-wise. Like, they've got a couple mm-hmm. guys that are out. Moon Bay's out, and uh, Jordan Bell's out. So, he was playing a lot of center. Um, but, I mean, he like when he gets rolling down through contact, um, the dude is like, he's stacked, for sure.
2: You got a scouting report for us uh, of him and, and kind of his game and what he looked like?
7: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, he's big-bodied, for sure. And he's so much more athletic than everyone else on the court. And it's just super obvious so i think that uh his biggest his biggest pitfall is these careless turnovers yeah um it's like he's making the pass quicker than the rest of the team is reacting he's got to slow that down a little bit i know there's been some concerns about his hands catching the ball um that Mm. was not an issue tonight at all i mean this is a game in which uh the santa Cruz warriors were super undermanned and were playing from behind um but they won the fourth quarter pretty like resoundingly and uh it was off the back of like and with back-to-back dunks. We tweeted one out a little real. It was pretty fire.
2: Saw that. Um, saw that. Yeah. Uh, no, How'd how the shot, how the shot look? He, I saw he made a couple threes today, too.
7: Good. I think he shot four for five.
5: I know. <laughs> I'm a little and shocked. I gotta
7: say, when he pulled up the first time, I kind of groaned. Like even, And then it went in. I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm glad it went in. But I was like, that's that's not where I see his game. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's where he sees his game. Because he was getting looks. And he was knocking them down. So. Huge. Uh, it was huge. good. I haven't had a chance to check. I'm going to watch the replay of uh, Golden State's game tonight. I didn't, I didn't see it, but oh just man, some of what you guys are saying—it sounded like I, a good one.
2: I know, and and you and I know you went to check out uh, Clay Thompson practice the other day as well, too. Um, yeah. W- but what the the scrimmage wasn't open to public,
5: was it? So so you no, were able to wasn't. watch.
2: Yeah. How did he look? Yeah. So you could kind of get some peaks, like
7: they put up big like black. Um, fabric in front of the front doors but you could kind of see in and he looked like he was running full speed Um, when they let media in uh, he was he was doing shoot around and everything that we heard from the guys down there and it didn't seem like lip service but they were pretty pretty clear like no he's moving really quick so I actually had a sit down with uh, with um, an orthopedic surgeon Mm -hmm. talking about coming back from injury like that the big risk with someone like clay is like structurally his Achilles should be good to go. Like Uh it's not weak. It's not at risk of, of re-rupturing because of how it was connected. Um, The big issue is going to be his conditioning overall. Cause when you see guys in the NBA playing at that full contact, they're really tempted to kind of um, to like, cheat with their body mechanics to achieve the things that they're used yeah. to achieving and if the conditioning's not there they will put themselves in compromising situations right. where all the surrounding structures are compensating for the stuff they're used to doing so it's probably going to be really frustrating to clay's psyche because they will always pull him out before he feels like he's at his limit and he's right like he could go more and they just won't let him they won't be able to let him um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, I so, think that's the one of the, the the huge things for for Clay coming back is uh, if there's one person that's going to be uh, not scared uh, of re-injury of just kind of playing through it, it, it does feel like it's Clay Thompson. And um, sure. the report coming out today to say his agent saying that he could play 25 minutes. I don't know how much to read into that, but it is kind of it, it is it is everything seems optimistic, right? Like it
7: seems like he will be reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 25 minutes. I think it's pretty reasonable. Uh, a quick James Wiseman update, though, and I know people mm. want to talk about the game tonight. So, when looking at his meniscus repair, I mean, I don't know specifically like the ins and outs of his repair, but when you look at the recovery window for these things, it's usually a seven to nine months, and everyone's kind of somewhere in between there, um, and he's at about seven and a half months right now. So we're we're I think we're on track with his recovery as far as him coming back. The risk is that like when you have an injury like that. When, when they're evaluating the recovery, you can't see that on imaging. Like the tissues that have been damaged will always look altered in imaging probably for the rest of his life. So it's not like you can take an x-ray of it or an MRI of it and be like, oh yeah, now it's healed. It's solely based on how he feels as he's performing. And if he is performing and then he has soreness and swelling, that's a little bit of a setback. So it's pretty beneficial to, to kind of slow play the ramp back up process. So, I think unfortunately for him, we've all kind of tied Clay and Wiseman together as far as who's coming back first, why is he back, what's wrong with him. And it's two different injuries on two very different timelines. So, I actually think if Wiseman was going five on five in scrimmage now, I actually think that that would probably be fairly aggressive as far as bringing him back in. So,
2: I think we to be patient. As long as he comes back healthy, you know what I mean? That's that's all that matters for a guy that's 20 years old. Um, You know what I mean? mean, So, I met him briefly.
7: Uh, outside of the Santa Cruz where like I sit and mean, then like the dude is he's
2: big bro like, he's he, might big. Be the, he, he might be the biggest dude if like top two percentile largest dudes in the NBA yeah
7: and like and the deepness of his, of his voice is
2: correlated with his height like <laughs> the, the dude is freaking big <laughs> great rapper too oh man well Eric Jett GSW Reddit I appreciate you calling in man we, we, we need to hear from you more often and uh, and uh, go enjoy the game uh, cause this yeah, is a yeah. good one. You're gonna love it, man. We appreciate the work you do, brother. Thanks, bro. There's a couple of us on that account
7: too. So my boy Perks of These Walls, he's uh he's the stats guy. He's he's the brains behind the operation.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love so, it. Thanks, my guy. Try safe, man. Take care. Bye. GSW Reddit. All right. I remember under Sam and I doing a an AMA with them. We probably should do that. It was in the middle of COVID. We were bored. Good times. Bernardo.
5: Hey, how you doing? What's up, brother? So. My biggest takeaway out of the two Phoenix games is the defense. The defense holds up pretty well. Even in the beginning of the first game when Booker was was going, he he was scoring, but the, the, the Phoenix offense didn't look that much better. And for me, like, remembering the, the, the playoff series during the Dynasties, sure, people gave the Warriors trouble defensively, and I think the team that gave the Warriors most trouble defensively was OKC in that series. But you right. need to score against them. You need to score. You need to be able to score. And like Houston was able to score for a while in 2018. The Cavs were able to score even in 17. They were able to score against them. And I don't know if this team, if this Phoenix team, can score against the Warriors in the playoffs. Like I, I don't know because in in, the, in those two games they had trouble to sc- scoring. Basically, the, the best option point. throughout. Now
2: they, now, they, th- now here's
5: the, the thing, they, they are missing their best score. Yeah, but the even in the beginning of the first game, they didn't look good, particularly good against the Warriors. Like and the thing is, Booker is their best scorer, but he's an individual scorer like Kyrie or KD. He doesn't right. he doesn't change the offense structurally. He gives them another punch. But my point is, their offense doesn't work against the Warriors. Their off-ball stuff doesn't work. The screens that they use uh, in the weak side when CP3 is running at pick and doesn't—they don't work against the Warriors. So, my sure they miss Booker, but Booker is a just like he was against Milwaukee. Like right. he was—he he was scoring forty a game. And it didn't matter because their offense was stagnant and, they, and, and it didn't work. And it's almost like the Warriors when Steph can't wreak havoc off the ball. But the difference is Steph is one sure. of the 10 best sure. players of all time. And Clay is one of the two best shooters or five best shooters of all time. And I'm, I'm sorry, like Booker is not that. And, and Paul is not the ISO right. player that he right. was in Houston, basically. Yeah. No, that's I, great point. I, I, it's a great point.
2: Um it's a great point. And and thanks for calling in Bernardo. And a uh, couple points though. I, he's right. Um D-Book is the type of player. He's not going to he's not going to change the way your offensive scheme is going to be played, but here's the thing. Those are the guys that are going to be most effective in the playoffs. You mentioned Kyrie Irving. He's a re- he's the reason where yeah, you know what he's going to do and they're going to go isolation, but guess what? He's going to get the bucket anyway. It's exactly who D-Book is. Those are the type of players that can get you big baskets. That's one of the reasons why, hey, like the Warriors in 2016-17, they could have ran that team back and they probably make it to the NBA finals and they could have won that thing. But when they picked up KD, one of the biggest things, I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's amazing, but one of the big things was KD could just get a bucket anywhere. Go into the hole, mid-range, three-pointer, fadeaway, doesn't matter. He can get all of it. And that's what Deep Book can do. I agree, though. I do think the offense that the Suns run, it's not, it's not amazing. It's something that I do think a locked-in Warriors defense, especially with Draymond, Iguodala, JTA, GPT, all these guys, like they should be able to slow it down. But in a playoff series, in a tight game, going up against deep book it's always going to be a problem. All right. Uh, we got a couple callers left. Um, if you guys still want to call in, go ahead. If not, I'm going to end it after these next two. All right, Zach. What's up, brother?
1: Hey. So go uh, I just want to start by saying I hate Chris Paul so much. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, and I was very disappointed in Fitz tonight because what's the point of having Fitz if he's going to say it's well officiated while you're getting yep. a shitty whistle? Yep. Where where was he? I, a, it was disappointing. I felt
2: like Fitz was going to come in at the end of the game and say and say like after all this. After the Warriors getting outshot from the free throw line, thirty-five to five, they still win by. Th- you know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was gonna say something like that, and he just—I don't know what was going on. Like, did he not take the right meds this morning? I don't know what was—he was hungover. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, maybe he, maybe he's reading Twitter. He knows that people, people are not happy with this stuff, so he's changing it. I don't, know, Joel it is right yeah, I don't know. Joe Lacob's not telling him the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you got anything else for us?
8: No, that's it.
1: I'll, I'll get off. Just a great all right. day all around. Kaminga going off in the G League. Oh man, I
2: Good appreciate touch. you, brother. Uh, thank you, Zach for calling it. Yeah, the fit stuff is. Uh, uh, come on, Fitz. Let's do better. Let's do better. Uh, we we need the we need the a Homer fan, Joe Lake up Muppet Fitz uh, moving forward. Hey Kissa,
8: how's it going? Hey, um, such a great game. One thing I just want the Suns fan to stop saying we didn't have d because we not have Clay Thompson either, <laughs> you know. To me, that cancels it out and it's the same thing. <laughs> but also I think tonight we just did like a really good job defending Chris Paul and um, pushing him towards his left-hand side because I think he struggles with that side where like if you move him to his right, he's going to make every single marriage you give him basically. <laughs> and I think my biggest takeaway from tonight was just the role players playing really well, like JTA and Nemenya because last game they were pretty terrible. And this game was just a big step. And then looking forward, I think it's fair to say that whoever have a home court advantage will probably win the series just because Ooh, you think so, when you huh? look yeah, when you look at the game structure compared to last game, Phoenix were better because the role players played a whole lot better. Bridges was amazing. Tonight, I think he was okay. I don't think he was that great. I know his finger was injured, but he was was okay. And then Cam Johnson, I mean, Camping, he couldn't hit a shot until like the (laughs) fourth quarter. So I think whoever has the home court advantage will have the best chances of winning that series so yeah and also I just I just want to say one last thing yeah I just want to see a game where Curry and Pooh have a nice night because I feel like they're a seesaw but <laughs> one's up the other's down just imagine tonight if Pooh had a nice night like this would have been a blowout from the start yeah, his yeah. struggle so I just want to see that one day all
2: right I right, okay. hear you are. Okay, so thanks for calling in. I, I appreciate it. So a couple of great, great points there. Also, pronounce Nemanja Bielitsa perfectly, which nobody does. I don't think even Fitz does it. So uh, maybe she should be the, uh, the announcer. Um, yeah. I, I think with the, um, with the, uh, let's, start, let's start with the, uh, the home team, uh, the home crowd. It sounded like Chase was not tonight. Um, I know a friend of the show, Jordan Ramirez, uh, who's at every game said the crowd was incredible. Um and has been that way all season. So yeah, I think home court advantage is gonna matter. I mean, one thing we gotta always remember is role players play better at home, right? And the Warriors have a lot of role players. The Suns have a lot of role players. Um it, it, there's not really any super teams out here in the well, besides the Lakers, but you know, they're just terrible. Um but there's not not many of these super teams and a lot of these guys have role players especially uh especially the Warriors. So they're always gonna play better at home. Um and I think that that's gonna be important especially in a playoff series. Uh, especially compared to what you watched tonight. So let's keep going here. we got Jake. Hey, man,
7: how you doing? Good. Good. How are you? I'm all right. I mean, great win tonight, great team playing. Uh, Love to see the ball bouncing around. The only negative I can think of, and Uh something I've been thinking about for a while, is just when Draymond's not on the floor, a good big like can can kind of kill us a little bit. And there were a couple of times when Porter was matched up on him belly two where it just it it, it felt a little shaky to me. And I'm just wondering if if there is a big defensive center out there who at least doesn't doesn't have to have a shot, but can just stop. It doesn't. The ball doesn't
2: stop with him. If that's something that might be available on the buyout market. this. Oh, hey, if you listen to Fitz, there is one guy. Don't forget about him big jimmy i i personally don't
1: think wiseman can hold up to that that's
7: that's not what i hope uh, I, not not on aiton or jokic that's what i'm worried
4: about
2: not not at this age right and and i think that's that's i agree with you i'm 100% in agreement with you i, I think the warriors needed a, a it, it's not that they need him to close the game or to, or to play long stretches right i'm with you in terms of this particular matchup Looney's not going to hold up and we know that now And I think that's something – and Jake, thanks for calling it. I think that's something that – it it might not kill them, right? They had Zaza Pachulia um, um, previously to kind of soak up those minutes. It might not kill them, but I do think that it's not going to be pretty the first six minutes of every half. And uh, in a playoff series, I think maybe when it gets to a game four, game five, when it truly matters, I think they're just going to run Draymond 35 minutes at the center position if it comes down to it. Oh, see whether he can last that long, right? But I, in in terms of the buyout market, I, we you just have to see. Um, I think the kiss is for one point that I forgot to make previously is is her point on Steph and, and Jordan Poole, um, playing well together. Uh, to, it feels like those guys are playing very similar styles at this point. I think Jordan Poole has kind of really stolen the way that Steph plays in a, in a good way. Um, and I think that it, it's always hard to get both guys to play the ball. Jordan Poole is not really an off-ball type of player. Um, Jordan Poole is more of an on-ball pick-and-roll and he can play off-ball, he can shoot through his off-ball but he's best when he's in rhythm and has the ball in his hands. He's not Clay Thompson and that's why I think with Klay coming back, it's actually going to make life a little bit easier for Jordan Poole who can just play off the bench and just play with the James Wiseman, we- just play with the bench and just handle the ball, maybe actually with James Wiseman but as long as he has the ball in his hands, he's always going to be a little bit better. We saw that against Detroit Alright Ooh, yes, Schick What's up, brother? There's he gun. Good man, what's going on? Yeah, I was actually just showering,
1: listening to you in the background. So
2: <laughs> good to know that my voice is emanating in someone's showers. That's good to know.
1: Oh, now you know. light yours is <laughs> everywhere.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you got for us? Yeah. Anyways, I mean, it's a good transition from the pick and roll talk pool. I think as clearly his role is kind of a creator slash hybrid combo guard, where he's like um, still a threat to shoot and create right. his own shot. But I think that'll work pair really nicely with Wiseman. Yeah, I, I, I think that's I, I think that's the next step in in it's hard. It, it, it's hard when you're a young guy. It's hard when you're a young guy and you have to learn how to play off ball unless you're already an off ball player. Right? Like JJ Reddick coming into the league, Duncan Robinson coming. Like those guys have are used to playing off ball. Steph Curry, and he's one of a kind where he's always been playing off ball but he's also got a handle to go along with it. But someone like Jordan Poole um a lot of these guys they just they want the ball in their hands especially your guard you want to go for 30 you want to get shots up if you're going to miss you want to be able to have an opportunity to play through it but i also think that jordan Poe's is learning a lot quicker than we give him credit for he's made some nice passes he doesn't take the same crazy shots that he used to and i think the trajectory looks great for him tonight he had a decent game right he's not always going to have great games he's 22 years old especially in an environment this is pressurized right national tv against a second best team in the nba so um no he's got a great 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 uh great feature in front of him and um the warriors are at, what 19 and 3 going into tomorrow against the san antonio spurs um light years podcast we will be back either tomorrow night or uh going into monday um as, as we always do so i appreciate everyone jumping on uh, we'll chat soon